Are you ready this morning? Praise the Lord. Well, we've seen God's hand supernatural with signs, wonders, and miracles. And that's what open heaven is about. So we prepared the whole month about open heaven. And I want to speak for a few minutes and help you to step out and into. Now, the most difficult thing for any person is if you need to know where you want to go, you first must acknowledge where you are. A person who's addicted to alcohol, the, the psychiatrists say, you are alcoholic. He said, I'm not. Until he or she comes to the point or any substance that we use to say, I am, I need help. It's the same with everything in our lives. We are afraid to acknowledge I am stuck in a situation and I don't know how to get out of it. Help me somebody. Remember, Jesus told Peter, he said, Jesus, I'll die with you. I'll follow you. Jesus said, before the cock rose three times, or one time, you'll deny me three times. And when <laughs> it, he heard, <laughs> he already said, I don't know him. I'm not part of him. And that's the story, because what kept Peter away from acknowledge his weakness that can cause destruction was actually fear and pride. That's two things. Nobody will acknowledge. We always best of wiki, best of wiki. When, when, remember when you dated somebody, you never discover he can snore. He never tells you he snore. You never told him how you look when you wake up in the morning without your false eyelashes, your wig, your makeup, or your false teeth. Help me. But as we progress in life, we discover situations that we didn't know. Why? We want to make a good impression so that people will not know what we go through, how we feel, and what we experience. You ask a Pentecostal or a charismatic, how are you doing? And if they are highly in this renewal movement, they even get a goosebumps and go, whoa, hallelujah, God is on the throne. God is good. I'm not asking how God is doing. I know God is on the throne. I know God is phenomenal. How are you doing? We never say I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I'm going through something I don't know how to handle it because it's a measure of that fear of rejection and pride 
You don't need to be a proudful person walking with your nose in the air and on the tip of your toes. Pride is when I walk in unforgiveness and I'm not acknowledging that I'm leaking on my journey as I go by. Help me somebody. You can be as full of the Holy Spirit after a Sunday night service that you shake. We had a great move of God years ago that on, on LWPC that people were slain amongst the mole's hips on the parking lot that we had to get drivers to take people home. A lady died in the foyer. The ambulance is there. Declare her dead. We resurrect her from the dead. And she said, what did you people do? I don't have family except my spiritual family. I was in the most glorious place. Now you call me back. And we say, God, just give her the desire of her heart. And she closed her eyes and she's gone. That was one of the most phenomenal funerals I ever did in my life. Listen, people. But you discover after an encounter that there's an attack and that you wonder why am I it feel I gave five steps ahead. Now it feels like I'm ten backwards. For one reason, Satan fears you more than what you fear him. There's a fight about your prophetic promise. Now, you've heard me speak over and over about this. The Bible is a book of principles, promises, and prophecies. When I did the offering, I gave you the principle how to step out of your narrow place into the promise. Come on, somebody. Of an open heaven. God said, I want to open the heaven above you. Now, now, this is a phenomenal story that we have in this time frame that we are living in. Because, and I share this all over the world where I went. And I've been in nine different nations. Listen. It means that God said, I'm going to expedite this last few months of 2023. It means God wants to work quicker than what it ever happened before, not because God is slow, but he wants us to be aware that thing that you were believing God for, trusting God for, my word, standing on the promise for, that was a battle all the time. God said, this is the method how you step out because the enemy wants you to feel stuck, insignificant, unworthy, Listen, useless, going nowhere. And whenever that emotion attacks you, you're just around the mountain all the time. You end where you started. And that happened with the Hebrew children, 11 days out of Egypt to Canaan. But you know that 11 days turned into 40 years. The 40 years was not God's divine plan. God doesn't have, it was not God's B plan. 
God only have a plan A. I came that you might have life and have that life in abundance to the overflow. I want to open the windows of heaven above you. But I need you to apply the principle so that you can, because what was Jesus' last words? He says, go and make disciples of all nations. If you can believe, you will lay your hands. You will do it. I'm the sick and I will heal them. You will cast out devils. You will raise the dead. You will speak in new tongues. You will take up poisonous stuff. In John, he says, the works I have done, you will do them all. Also, and you will do greater works. John chapter 20, 21. Just as my Father has sent me, I sent you. So you have a mission in this life. Satan thought when Jesus was crucified, he wiped out his problem. No, what he did not know, the nightmare is going to increase because the day on Pentecost, 120 people, 500 got the invitation, 120 respond. And when the outpouring happened of the Holy Spirit, what was Jesus' exact words in Acts chapter 1-8? You will receive power. Dynamite power. Look at somebody say, you full of dynamite power. If you can explode on the face of the earth, you will change the atmosphere. You will create history. Come on. You will be a planet shaker. You will be a world changer. You will be a history maker. You will do things outside of the ordinary. Come on, church, because of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said all those things. And Satan is aware what he said about you. You think you go through what you go through because you're not worthy. You're not so good. People came and they say they gossip about you. They say that about you. And I had to stop them. I said, if they know me like I know myself, they're going to say worse things than that. And the person was quiet. Because it's in him that we live, we move, and have our being. Your most valuable commodity right now is time. Time. We're two months and how many days away from the 31st of December when we're going to be here at, is it 10.30 at night, to do a crossover service into 2024. And while I was in Vietnam, God spoke to me and he said, I want my people to end strong. Tell your neighbor, end strong. Not weak, not defeated. What you went through in September and all this previous months and in July and whatever, my word is Satan knows 2023 is your year of expansion. Say expansion. 
That doesn't mean you need to go to Zara's today or Young Designers or Donna Claire or to Ackermann's Icy Kermans to buy a bigger dress or a bigger pants. That doesn't mean that expansion. It means God wants to expand you in your spirit, soul, and body and in your everyday living. And when we realize, I'm preaching better than what you clap your hands right now. Listen. No, I just said that for the record. Listen. I want to give you that and help you. Because to get a fresh start, he said, I'm bringing a reset That's why Satan is fighting people. The reset means, say with me, say a fresh start and a new beginning. The the most difficult thing for people who's assigned for a fresh start and a new beginning is to let go of the past gravel roads and quicksand and potholes that you've ever experienced and mishaps and situations in your life is to let go. We are afraid of the unfamiliar. Help me. People are comfortable in where they are. Somebody said, my sugar. I have sugar diabetes, my sugar. And my sister said, my sugar, my sugar. I said, just bring me some hot water, a cup, because, and a tea bag, because we have sugar here. I'm not against if you suffer with sugar. I understand the principle. But we're afraid of getting unstuck of what was spoken over us. There's two factors always operating in your life. The Holy Spirit will always encourage you to a greater life. Because as he is, so are we. The other side, Satan, the accuser of the brethren, he will try to bring you in guilt and in condemnation. Somebody will speak over your life a word just to get you unstuck. Because that's God's will. The Hebrew children saw all the plagues happen, how God get them delivered. They saw the Red Sea departed with a man. What do you have in your hand? He was complaining. The Hebrew children said that you bring us out of Egypt, that we will die here. And then Moses said, God, (laughs) what now? God, just ask a simple question. What do you have in your hand? A stick. That's your key. You have something in your life that can depart the water and it's going to cost faith to move the mountain. And God said, just raise it up. The next moment the water depart. The shark was still swimming. 
And the next moment he looks down and I said, my Lord, his tail is still in the water. And the next moment it's looking over a cliff. He had to make a U-turn. Otherwise he will fall down because a big road was created by God. Help me. And when the Hebrew children didn't went through in mud, dry feet, they walked through. That's in the beginning of the journey. Now Pharaoh and the enemy is coming and God said, okay, Moses, the Hebrew children are safe. Just stretch your hand again. The power you contain. Moses had the stick without the name of Jesus or the blood of Jesus. You have the power. Come on, somebody. You have the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit, when you become born again, He didn't just give you a finger, a toe, an arm, a leg. He gave you the fullness. The book of Colossians says, Now we have the fullness of the deity in us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You load it with dynamite power. That's why I can no longer live from the outside influence to the inside. I need to live out of my spirit man that's born again. So I need to position myself for the reset. Get away of every excuse. When I moved to this town, this town was an AWB town. And you know what AWB stands for? Amal Wilbeklay. The mayor tried to cast me out of the town in a week. He sent the health department to fumigate our building. I was the reason he told me. He sent the traffic department that Sunday. The Saturday, the mayor called me in, in Station Street, in Cryfontaine, into his home. He said, you... I'll work you out of this town this week. I'll show you. You'll be out of this town. He sent the traffic department on Sunday to write every car a ticket, even if they park legally or whatever. Monday they had the health department there to fumigate the building. They made my life unbearable. They cut the brake pipes, turned the, turned the wheel nuts loose, the driving shaft, put sugar in the petrol tank for one reason because you know I'm not complete white I'm an albino people ask me many times you're from Africa why aren't you black I said I am I was born in Shingola and Zambia northern Rhodesia I said my parents put me in jig as a baby and then they paint me with PVA I was one of the first churches that pioneered the multinational church. And I had all hell break loose over my life. You still drive, then the driving shaft falls off. Or there's no brakes because they cut the brake pipes. I can tell you the sacrifices I prayed. And then the ministers was against me and said, you'll never make it in this town. We'll show you. And here I am, 43 years later. Made history by the grace of God numerous times in this town. For one purpose. That we can walk under an open heaven. 
He said, let thy kingdom come as it is in heaven. Let it manifest on earth. God wants as it is in heaven for you now. Heaven is the presence of God. Hell is the absence of God. That's what Pastor Yaku said this morning. And I like that. But when I walk under an open heaven, I'm walking under the presence of God. Come on. He didn't say you will not have battles. He, there will battles will come, but you have the authority. A bird can fly over your head, but you don't need to let it make a nest in your mind. So what do I need to do? Tell your neighbor, say, please remove every excuse that wants to keep you a prisoner of your past while you be a pioneer of your future. The next thing, how I get and move under into the open heaven, I must acknowledge I'm stuck. And that was quite a difficult thing for me in my life to acknowledge we had the same old, same old, sang the same songs, did the same thing. The devil never worried about us. He's, he said, well, it's nine o'clock. That's what they're going to do. Sing three fast ones, ten past nine, two slow ones. There's going to be a testimony and an offering, and then they're going to preach, and he's going to make an altar call. He said, I'm okay. I know exactly their program. And I never realized I was stuck. Scripture says, consider your ways. The book of Haggai. That's why heaven closed above you. The earth closed. That's why it's a battle all the time. He says, because you run for your own panel houses. Afrikaans, omdat elke vir hulle eie betimmerde huishaard loop. Moe nie worry nie, die buitenlanders wat luister, dink ek praat in tale nou. He said, because they run for their own panel houses. He said, my house is in ruins. Come up to the mountain and build my house so that I can open the heavens. God wants you. You're vital, important for God. You're so important. And I said it in services. Jesus loved us so much. He said, I cannot live without you. I'm willing to die for you. Because I cannot live without you. So that when you die, we can live together forever somebody this is the most phenomenal thing when you discover the situation I need to get out of my stuck but to do it I need to acknowledge I should have been light years ahead than where I am right now life trample you slap you situations happened and the devil will use any avenue until I rise up against this and says, me and my house is going to serve the Lord. This lady was serving God. And then she met Mr. Perfect, according to her. You know, John claude from Dumb. And I counseled her and I said, I don't think this is going to work. She said, don't you tell me what you think. I'm here to get him saved. 
I said, if he doesn't even serve God now before the wedding, you think he's going to serve God after the wedding. And then they in this thing, and it got more serious. And later on, when trouble hits, she went to him. She said, I'm willing to be with you as long as you serve God. If you don't want to go to heaven with me, I'm not willing to go to hell with you. So I'm walking away from you. I said, that's the best decision you made. I said, until he comes to God, that he realize he needs to serve the Lord. This is the thing, people. God's got a great assignment. Say, God has a great assignment for me. Say, greater than what I'm busy with right now. That's why certain people in your life journey are falling off. They cannot go where you're going because they're going to be a break and a hindrance. And the Bible says, cast away the thing that so easily hinder us. That word they use, the term there, is like in the old days, they tie a thing to your leg with two big balls, heavy metal balls, so you are delayed, the prisoner, you become a prisoner, and you cannot run away. They take the wild elephant out of the bush felt, my word. He was born to be wild. He was born to be an elephant. He was born in generations. But then the circus got hold of this elephant, and they need to train him, reprogram his mind. Satan wants you not to walk under the open heaven. He wants you to accept circumstances and situations. And then we get highly spiritual and say, God stripped me. God put this cancer on me. No! God made me sick. God killed my... Hey! That's religious rubbish. God said, Jesus said, I paid the price for sickness. I redeem you from the curse of the law. Galatians chapter 3. So that the blessings of Abraham can come upon your life. I redeemed you. Redeem. Redeem spiritual law. Come on, somebody. That's okay. I redeemed you from the curse. What was the curse? The curse was sickness and poverty and spiritual death. God said, I redeemed you from it. Now when we are redeemed, you are loose. Say, I'm loose. Say, I, I, I'm loose. Say, I need to get it from here to here. Because the thoughts I feed my mind is going to control my life. With our grandchildren's funeral, 20-something years ago, I asked my full gospel friend to do the funeral. Tashan Vian was standing there and he said the next thing and I think, oh my God, this is the, the wrong thing to say. Their hearts were broken and all of us were in a state. And he said, and the Lord gave and the Lord took away. Pentecostals and charismatic sing their song. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord give and he took away. 
I never sing that because it's unbiblical. It's unbiblical. God is not a murderer. God doesn't put sickness on you. God doesn't strip you from stuff and take your money and stuff. No, no. That's cliches for years. The church program and nonsense became truth for us while it's not the truth. And now we walk in a lie. Reset means coming back because, listen, what is our greatest enemy and I'm landing Greatest enemy is not the devil, not the government. Our minister of roads and said, I don't know why you South Africans are complaining about the potholes. South Africa has the best drivers in the world. They had to dodge the potholes all the time. Now listen, what God does, he says, I came. I reset you. Bring you back in kingdom alignment. It's painful to acknowledge I'm stuck. And I need to get out of stuck to move forward. If a car is stuck in the mud and they don't take it out after a month or a week, when you come back there, You'll just get the body. Everything will be stripped. That's what stuck do. Stuck strips you of your dignity, of your worthiness. You're so worthy. You're the apple. Pastor Jeff always said so nicely, you're the apple of his eye. He loves you. He said, you're mine. I care for you. I, I, I want you to my children were raised in the ministry. They were born while we were in the ministry. And we didn't have it always like today. They know how I can do bully beef out of a tin. So come as it by a blik bully beef voorbij loop, dan draai ek my gezicht. Ek wil nie die koei met my sien op die blik nie. Later on, I, if, if, I pass the chicken, they take their hats off because what we know was eggs and bully beef sometimes. But I had to stick to the plan. I made a vow years ago. I will never let my grandchildren experience what my children experience. Because I've learned I was stuck until it hit from here to here. And when God said, you're going to have more than one Sunday morning service and all the, in the time when we had 80 people in a three and a half thousand seater building, I was defeated. Then I realized it's stuck. Big loft doll and Kim, Kim Green came and he Preached and he said, I've got a word for the pastor. Yes, the Lord said, I send you there. You're going to have one, more than one Sunday morning service. Then the Lord gave me a strategy. He said, you have the power every day go in that auditorium. Lay your hands on every chair. They've got pews there and command. That's why all this, and they use this declarations. That 
This declaration was birthed in this ministry. They use it all over the world where I go now. I'm in churches and they say, let's declare the word. I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word. People will come from the north, the east, the south, and the west to Cornerstone, to Bold Ministries. And I said, my Lord, I went up in Meridian, Mississippi years ago after we released the first CD that was released in South Africa out of this ministry of multinational and composed our own song. And the choir said they want to sing a song. And they start. We were born for a time such as this. And I thought, my Lord, I know that song. That was the song that came out of here. So people, the moment when you realize God has his hand upon you to use you. But I need to come out of my stock. My stuck is to let go. When I speak about the mind, feed your mind with truth. Then free your mind from destructive thoughts. Then focus your mind. When I acknowledge I'm stuck and there's a better way out, God said, okay, Hebrew children, you can move now from the mountain, go to Jordan. I've called Joshua, and they say, but Lord, you send us here all the time. He said, no, I just gave you over on your heart's desire. It was not me. You should have been 40 years, 40 years prior. Millions of Hebrew children that left Egypt died in the wilderness without fulfilling their destiny. Now the new generation is with Joshua, and they're ready to take hold of God's plan. Reset, fresh start, new beginning. Let go of the past, get rid of, stop listening to the lies of the devil. Guard your tongue, get your expectation back. Because scripture says, and I'm done. It says our biggest problem is a lack of knowledge. Not your mother-in-law. Not the devil, not a Sangoma, not a witch, not a witch doctor, not who puts a curse on you. He says, because of a lack of knowledge, my people perish. He didn't say any other people. He said, God said, his people perish because what you don't know can harm you. The scripture portion you ignore will be the area where the devil attacks you. I'm closing with the scripture. Isaiah chapter 5, 13. Therefore my people go into captivity. They go into captivity to their enemies. To their enemies. He says, Amplified Classic, without knowing it. In other words, the devil tries to boil you like a frog. Eat up the water. That's very well-known word saying here in South Africa. And then before you found out, you're at boiling point and then you die. Listen. He says, without knowing it, because they have no knowledge of God and their honorable men and women, their glory are famished and their common people are parched with thirst. Therefore, she all 
the unseen state, the realm of dead, has enlarged its appetite and opened its mouth without measure. And the nobility and her multitude and her pomp and tumult and the drunken revealer who exalts in her descendant into it. What it means is, it's your lack of knowledge of what God is saying to keep it constant before you that you will make you a slave for the enemy that's assigned against you. Darren, let us declare it this morning. If the enemy will try to come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Your enemy, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion. He is not a lion. He pretends he's a mouse with a microphone. He pretends to be a lion. And he walks around. But in Luke chapter 10, 19, Jesus said, I gave you power and authority uh, over all the power of the enemy, what he possesses. The prophet Isaiah used the same scripture of Isaiah 5. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because you, the priestly nation that have access into his presence, have rejected knowledge. What did we reject? Knowledge. I will also reject you that you shall be no priest to me. That's why the harvest is plentiful. Believers for the past 10, 20 years, how longer they serve God, how less they have to do with sinners or the lost. It's all about me if I can just survive. I will survive. Listen. I will also reject you that you shall be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. So what do I need to do? Knowledge, you are in stock. Number one, make a decision to say I'm coming out of it. Number two. Number three, shift into moving forward. Tell your neighbor, sir, I'm coming out. I, I'm coming out. I, I, I'm, will, will you just stand and do something and, and let it pass every limitation? Say, I'm coming out of stock this morning. I, I, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I am coming out of stock. Come on. Say, I'm shifting into moving forward and give a step wherever you are. Say, neighbor, I'm sorry, but I'm pushing this chair out of my way. I'm moving forward this morning. I'm not going to be stuck where I've been now for this last month, the last year, the last 10 years, the last 20 years. I'm moving out. I'm moving out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out and I'm moving out. My word. Say, I'm going to be a doer of the word. And I'm going to be surrendered and faithful in the little. So that God can trust me with much more. Every person in this house, just raise your hands. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for paying the price.
Thank you that you care so much for me that I had to come to this 9.30 service this morning here in Brackenfell to hear I'm valuable, I'm precious, and that you have a great plan for my life. Jesus, forgive me for neglecting what was more important than my own emotions, my own feelings, my own past and history. I'm coming out of stock this morning because I want to move under the open heaven. And the open heaven means in my obedience to the word of God. I choose this morning to be more obedient to the word than to anything else on the face of the earth. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I am not going to let this situation control my mind, my life, my situation any longer right now. I'm coming in freedom. I'm coming in freedom. My past mistakes will not determine my future. My word potential. Because God, I just confess it. I agree with it. And I'm coming out this morning. So that I can walk in that freedom. Say hallelujah Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For the power of the blood. The blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus this morning. In Jesus name. We pray. Say amen. Say my word. You look much better. You look 20 years younger than what you came in this morning. Must be the holy anointing oil. Hallelujah. Say you look lighter. Say my Lord. You look so skinny right now. I'm proud of you. Hallelujah. Say your breakthrough is your portion. Say when I look over your life. I see breakthrough. I see resurrection power. I see a reset. I see a fresh start. I see a new beginning. I see the open heaven. I see you walk in greatness. I see it. Say I see it. I see it, I see it I see it this morning Hallelujah And if you still Battle a bit And you say I need somebody to agree For my life Say that they will agree with me And pray with me right now Then I want to ask the pastors To come and the leaders To come who's here to can help pray Let's just move forward And if you need personal prayer just come we're going to close the service if you suffer with addiction with depression with anxiety a doctor's diagnosis you feel death is all over you you don't know how you're going to make it oh forever you may need you just reach out and receive and say it's mine I'll take it now take it this morning the glory is here oh lift your cup and fill it up this morning come and quench Lord the thirsty in my soul come on bread of heaven Fill me this morning. 
so that I will need no more. In the mighty name of Jesus, before we close in prayer, walk to two, three people and say, I release the word of the Lord upon you. Your portion is breakthrough. Your portion is a turnaround. Your portion is my word on the broadcast, wherever you are watching. Tell somebody right now. Now, if you don't have somebody there, just speak in the atmosphere and say your turnaround, your breakthrough. You can never be the same in Jesus. Glorious name, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big, 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 big hand. A big hand, a big hand, a big hand, a big hand. Come on, let's give him a big hand of victory. Let's give him a shout of greatness. Oh, yes, let's do it in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Ask your neighbor, say, are you blessed? Say, watch me this week, watch me tonight. Hallelujah. Now God's going to do it, not only for me, but through me. Say, through me, God's going to do it. Because you're vital and important for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Pastor Jeff, come and close for us in prayer. Six o'clock tonight. Hallelujah. Just one word that I want to leave with you this morning. And that God spoke to me the other night and he said to me, it's time for the church to speak life. I want to say it again. It's time for the church to speak life. Stop speaking death over your life and over your situation. Speak life. God's word is life. It is the truth and it is the way. Start speaking life. This morning, I just want you to raise your hands and say, Father, from this moment on, I'm going to speak life over my life, over my family, over my circumstances, over my situation, over my workplace, over my finances, over the things that is part and parcel of my life. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to release life. I'm going to release your word. I'm going to speak your word. I'm going to declare your word. I'm going to proclaim your word. I'm going to preach your word. I'm going to pray your word like never before. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you that you're doing a mighty work amongst us. And you bring me the release and the breakthrough. This morning, Father, we heard the word of the Lord. We have been reset for fresh beginnings and a fresh start and we want to thank you for it in Jesus name and everybody say amen